did you, how, how was growing up for you? Let's start there. Did you grow up in Jackson? So I didn't grow up in Jackson, but I grew up in a small town called Canton, Mississippi. It's like 30 minutes outside of Jackson. So mm, you could maybe can say I grew up in Jackson, but um, a little poverty stricken town, you know, one high school, one elementary, one middle school. And, you know, of course, all the white people went to their private schools. We literally had zero percent Caucasian. So... <laughs> You know, education system wasn't that great. So I grew up not knowing a lot of things and not being able to look up to a lot of people. Like I didn't know the lawyers, the doctors and people like that. The only thing I knew was, you know, the hustlers in the streets and, you know, people of that nature. So I knew in my life, like I wanted better because, you know, you would see on TV, honestly, when you're from the ghetto, you th you don't know you're poor, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> go around other people or you actually see it on TV and I'm thinking like this is you know is this real you know it can't be this way because I'm living this way but you know growing up I come to realize like hey it's actually another life outside of you know Canton and you know I want to be prosperous like my family you know single parent my mother she struggled to you know make ends meet so my brothers felt like they had to step up to the plate to provide because we never had a father and they were into like drugs and you know the, the robbing and you know just anything you can think of just to get fast money because yeah. that's all new and you know i ended up having two brothers to you know one got killed from violence one car accident and I just didn't want that for my family. Like I wanted to provide better for them to give them a better solution, somebody to look up to. Like, even now I have nieces that, you know, they look up to me, they say, TT, you know, I'm so proud of you. Like, I want to be like you when I grow up. And I feel like if, you know, if I had, my, if my nieces are saying this to me, then I did my job. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, no, that's, that's, that's a great foundation. I mean, that's, that's a great place to, really start at because you you left that environment and you went to college yes and I, I forgot I, look I can go on and on <laughs> like <laughs> but you you went to college came out of college started working a retail job and just realized like this ain't it yeah I mean that's where like a lot of us get stuck at we you take these college degrees and you get out of school and it's like <laughs> and now what because like the opportunities aren't necessarily there no like it's so much stuff that we don't know and it's still a lot of stuff that i don't know like just even hanging with people of another race like they're so informative about stuff like you know we didn't grow up learning about credit and how to build wealth you know we just grew up they told us to go to college and you'll make money but it just doesn't work when we graduate we yeah. have you know tons of student debt <laughs> you know that's how we working a job that's paying us thirty thousand dollars a year and me personally i was working a job that was paying me maybe twenty thousand a year and i mean that to ratio it just didn't make sense <laughs> it's, it's not gonna work <laughs> it, it, it's not gonna work i'm still in poverty and i can't right. like i can't see right i can't focus so it was just one of those things where I knew I just had to do better for myself. Like I'm sitting here and I'm making Office Depot, you know, you're getting thirty and forty thousand dollars a day, and I'm sitting here making maybe fifty dollars a day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, this can't be my life. So you know, instead of making them rich, you know, let me just 
invest in myself. Like I saved up the little cons that they paid me. <laughs> Shout out to all <laughs> for the little check that I worked two weeks for. But um, saved up enough money, invested in hair. Um, it was just one of those things. Like I was covered with the blood, and God favored me. So it instantly took off. And I always tell people, like, you know, I'm an introvert. So I'm one of those type of people as well. Like I come from this, you know, Ken. Like you know, I told you guys about Ken, and nothing ever goes right for me. So it's like you know, you want to get into this business. Everybody's in it, and it's really like a hobby. But for me. You know, it was like make it or break it. And, you know, invested in hair, it kind of, it was a snowball effect. Like I would be at Target, it would be my meeting point, and I would have like a line of people just wrapped around my car, like all through the parking lot, just getting hair. And I'm slinging bundles out the window, like, here you go, Nick. <laughs> and, you know, the security guard, of course, he saw me because it was a distraction. And he came up to me, you know, he's like, hey, this is a distraction, but what are you doing? And I told him, he was like, girl, this is this is great. Like, imagine if you had a storefront, like, you know, if these customers are meeting you here, get you a storefront, baby. Like, it seems like you're making the money, so mm -hmm. do it. And I went out on the limb and I did it. And ever since then, it's been, you know, <laughs> peaches and roses. <laughs> peaches, peaches and roses. <laughs> what was the moment that you said, it's hair for me? Like, this is, <laughs> this is the thing. Um, oh my God, it was actually a few moments, but I would say, you know, I, I started off at, at a small store. I was maybe paying about $300 a month for rent because I was still scared. I was making money, but I'm new money and I don't want to lose all of my money. And I went and I got the campus car with um, the universities that are, you know, located in Mississippi. I was the first one to get the campus cars to take the virgin hair. Um, I moved into a bigger store and I guess I would say my wow moment was again, like opening this big storefront and it was literally people wrapped around a building out to the street. And I was like, you know, you're on to something. Like if these, it was hundreds of people from anything that I do, that's why I sound favored by God. Anything I do, it's like, it, it just goes. Like even with the vending machines, we got into the vending machines with um, North Park Mall. Everybody joked about it, laughed about it, you know, because our people, we're harder on each other than we are on any other race. So anything that's out of the box, we don't necessarily look at it like it's genius. We look at it like, oh girl, you're gonna fail, or, you know, it's laughable. But <laughs> at that moment, you know, I was discouraged a little bit. I went ahead and proceeded with it. And with the vending machines, we opened up. The mall, like, they had to call in extra reinforcements, like the security guards. Um, you know, of course, it's it's a white mall and they had never seen it <laughs> So the guy sitting there, his face is super red and I'm like, oh my God, he's about to put me out this mall. Like, you know, I'm super scared because the store owners, they're, you know, complaining like, oh my God, there's too many people. They're blocking my stores. And it was just so much that was going on. But then he called me in his office and he was like, hey, um, you know, how much money did you make, you know, first, you know? <laughs> People are nosy, but um, he, he went on to say, hey, I recorded you and I sent it to my CFO and they want to give you the opportunity to put your vending machines in all of the malls we have across the United States. And I was like, okay. So, it, you know, it's those wild moments. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, harder. I was watching it on the show and I said, 
in my mind, I was like, oh, that's a genius idea. How did you come <laughs> up with that? I mean, did you just dream that? Like, I need to put this hair in these vending machines. What happened? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. My husband actually came up. He's brilliant as well. Knew um, I liked him. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. He's really a good guy. One thing I can respect about him is he gives me more knowledge than anything. Like, he, he's not going to give me a dime when it comes to anything, but he will give me all of his knowledge. <laughs> and it was just wanting to service the customers and just feel a demand because I was having people at that time calling me 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and I want to do excellent customer service because it's always we always get a bad rep for Oh, um, mm -hmm. that's a black owned business, you know, bad customer service. And I didn't want to be that. So, you know, he was like, look, you're going to either get out of my house or, you know, because <laughs> you're not going to be answering the phone at two or three o'clock in the morning. Like, who who's getting their hair done at that time? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So, you know, he kind of threw out an idea, went with it, and it worked. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's crazy because we, we find ourselves as entrepreneurs not giving ourselves a work-life balance right and it's it's you have to literally bust your ass until you're successful enough to take a break yes. and that's just it's the mentality that we fall into so when you again you go to your your marriage and your husband sees that in you and is there supporting that what did that feel like for you knowing that you had that support system behind you while you're pushing for your goals in this way um, I was still a little hesitant because he did give me knowledge, but a lot of times he didn't believe in what I was doing. So it was like I had that support system, but I didn't have it. So, you know, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was all hands on deck. Like I couldn't fail. Like I couldn't let failure enter my mind ever because I don't really know if, you know, I have that backbone to depend on. Only thing I know is I have myself and I just have to go hard for myself. That's real. Mm. Did you ever have any fear about doing this? Because if you think about it, like I know a lot of us before we have an idea, we have this whole, like we go through all of these like insecurities about it, but it seems like you just kind of said, I'm about to do this, I'm about to do this and this and boom, it just kind of happens. Did you ever have any moments where you were like, I don't know about this one? Man, every day I had a moment like, I don't think that this is going to work. Or either I had somebody in my ear telling me why it's not going to work. But, you know, at the end of the day, I couldn't let that deter me from what the bigger picture was because I knew in my mind, like, I know my drive, I know my hustle. And I mean, I'm already at ground zero. So what do I have to lose? <laughs> you know, what did I have to lose? Yeah. So let's go all in. You okay. have to. Now, I have a question going going to the show. Um, the show came on and I was like, okay, black business women, this is about to be some real epic and I'm ready for it because I'm tired of this housewives and I'm I'm just like I'm hyped. It comes on five minutes and I'm like, damn. Drama. They weren't dressed in Southern Belle attire. They're very talkative. I tried to engage in a conversation with them, but it wasn't warm. Is that her hair? Is that goddess white? Is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Come on. And after hearing what they're talking about, I said, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for me to say something. So Latrice. 
I went by your store. It was fabulous. It was fabulous, beautiful. I really love your hair. So I purchased some hair and I um, was referred to a gentleman to make me a lace front unit. Mm -hmm. When I got the unit and put on my hair, I'm like, this don't look like the hair that I purchased. Oh my but I'll goodness. be seeing Latrice today, and um, I need to get confirmation from her if this is your product. Is this your hair? Honey, clearly you didn't go to the right store. No, ma'am. I went to your store. No. And if you're selling this type of product, this is some bull. Why are you coming for me? What I sell, honey, is 100% top of the line. That's why I'm number one. You can't get to number one by scamming, treating people bad, selling bad products. I am number one, will remain number one. But what Marie's putting down, <laughs> I'm not picking up. I went to your store. No, I'm pretty sure you mm. did it. Um... No, this, no way. There's no <laughs> way you're telling me this is not your hair. I know what I purchased. Mm -hmm. Woman, why would I try to hustle you and make up a lie? and say I went to your store and got hair. I'm rich. I would buy her hair out of stock, all of it. Like, why is she attacking this woman at the brunch table y'all just met? Like, how did that, this is your initial meeting of her, correct? Yes. So yes. first time meeting, like you, you step into this field and it's like, you know, this is gonna be amazing. And just like, how, here we go. <laughs> like, I reacted for you from my side. And what, was, what was your reaction? My reaction was, who the hell is this woman and why are you coming at me? Like, I just met you. Drink your mimosa and be quiet. That was that was my reaction. Well, you know what I was thinking? I was like, why would you, if you felt so strongly about this hair, why you put it in your hair and wear it to the event? I was like, that didn't... You gonna if wear it It's, um... And I always tell people, that was like my first time ever meeting her had, even afterwards, I didn't know her name. And this is a backstory that people don't know. <clears throat> so the, that's the first episode, right? That was actually the pilot. Mm. So and we shot that maybe like um, a year before the show actually got picked up. <laughs> and I told anybody this, but I mean, but anyway. <laughs> okay. So even afterwards, um, we had a conversation because the lady teacher who actually had the brunch, she um, called me. She was like, hey, you know, this is my friend. I didn't know that she was going to do this. You know, all of this extra stuff. She was like, she's a really good person. Just have a conversation with her. Had a conversation with her. She was actually decent. Um, on the strength of Tisha, I gave her more hair. <laughs> And you would think, like, from looking at it, you would think, okay, um, you know, she just, you know, I don't know. She just attacked this girl and Latrice, you know, she said what she said and they had any, no more interactions afterwards. But I made good on my part, even though it wasn't my issue, you know, because she even said, hey, I took the hair and I gave it to somebody to get it made. But, you know, me being me, like, you know, I never want anyone bad mouthing my business. Right. So I still did it on the strength of Letitia. And one of those things, I, I don't get it, but. That was my thing too. I'm like, don't you think that if you got the hair, it seemed fine. Maybe when you gave it to the person, something happened there. <laughs> like, you know, but 
I got another question for you. How did you get introduced to the show? Um, one of my friends actually, she they contact her because um, someone was contact contacting me through Facebook, and I'm one of those people who I don't believe anything. And I don't really read Facebook messages because I think everything is a scam. And she contacted me. <laughs> this is the real deal. Like, um, you need, I think it'll be really, really good for you. So just give it a chance. And I'm like, you know, she's like, you have a story to tell. And Carlos, you know, he came to me as well. And he's like, you have a story to tell. And, you know, we, it just happened that way. <laughs> it wasn't anything long or drawn out. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have to guess a lot because, you know, at the end of the day, like I have so many people reaching out to me telling me, hey, I've learned from your story or you motivate me to go harder. So, you know, I feel like if I can do that, then it was well worth it. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, the conversation I had after watching this past week's show is that growing up in the North, I grew up in Pennsylvania, we're very separated from Black people in the South. So there's like a different level of like racism that y'all had to deal with in the South that we just didn't have to deal with in the North. Um, so do you, I watched the show and I catch stuff and I'm like, I'm a little racist. <laughs> like, is it like, do y'all, do y'all catch it that way? Or do you, is it just kind of like blanketed moments? Um, I think it's more like blanketed moments. Um, me personally, because, you know, like I said, I'm from where I'm from. So I really don't have to deal with a lot of that because I'm always around my people, <laughs> you know. So, and you know, the race thing is such a huge topic. Um, you know, I just, I hate to even touch on it because people are so sensitive. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things, but for the most part, you know, I, I I feel like every state has racism. Um, you know, some is just hidden more than the others. But me personally, I've never had any direct racism, you know, anything done to me <laughs> out of the and norm. I think, I think that's the thing. Like when you're when you're in the north, you think Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama is like, no. Like ain't no black folks <laughs> down there. If they are, like, we're not dealing with it's like we just the mindset is different, and again, that's why I say it's like it's so separated. Yeah, and we don't, now, in the North, we don't know what's in the South. Or people are so free spirited, and it, it's definitely the mindset. And when we're here, it's like still, you know, you're with your people, and I'm with my people, and you know, which is the reason why I say like I haven't really experienced racism because I'm always with my people. Yeah. You know, versus up north, you see the the Chinese people with black people, and the, you know, I can't say I really, I, we see it here, but it's not common. You know, is <laughs> it's often weird. I think, and maybe not weird is a good word, but I think it's always interesting to see a married couple or a couple on a reality TV show. And you have experiences on the reality TV show, like when you and Cliff had that argument at dinner. <laughs> when you have those moments, <laughs> when you guys have those moments where you disagree or even where you guys, he had, you know, something to say about the twins. <laughs> when you guys watch it back, what is that like? 
Um, of course, it's like, oh my God, did I say this? Or, you know, it's always in my head. Like, I feel like I should have done this differently or how, you know, I'm always thinking like, how are people going to perceive me because it went that way? So it's so many things that go into my head and, you know, I mean, you can't take anything back. So you just have to take it for what it is. But always, you know, my mind is always rolling when it comes to this show because half the stuff I don't even, re you know, I don't even remember. And when I see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I, like, me, I'm not an emotional person. On the show, I find myself crying so much, but, you know, it was so therapeutic for me, you know, just being on a show and being able to express, you know, how I feel about certain situations. But, you know, my mom and my sister is calling me like, girl, you not know. Um, if you cry on any other, <laughs> if you cry on any other episode, like, we got an issue. So, <laughs> it's a lot seeing it because we see it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for support. We appreciate it. <laughs> stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. So do you, going into this, and again, because reality TV has been out for so long, what are some of the things you said I'm absolutely not doing in front of these cameras? Um, for one, crying was one. I did okay. not want to. No, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for two, I was saying, I'm not going to let anybody just, you know, I don't want to be a pushover. And I found myself being a pushover. Like everything that I said that I wasn't going to do, yeah. you know, did it. And season two, listen, everybody's getting smoked season two. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's getting smoked. So <laughs> I'm sorry. But everything that I didn't want to do, I did it because it was like you're in the moment and, you know, things just happen so fast and, you know, it's reality. So you can't fake reality. I, I was about to say same thing. Don't and don't I hope you don't change that because I think that's why a lot of audiences or at least myself, that's why I gravitated to you to you initially as my favorite, because I was like, you just have an energy, you know what I'm saying? And it's like a light and people can see it. So I think that, I hope that that continues to shine through as you continue throughout this journey. Do you have anything coming up in the upcoming episodes that you feel like you kind of nervous about or you hope or you can't wait for people to see? Um. So I know next episode they're gonna do a debut of my new hair care line and a lot of people get to see that so i'm excited about that because it's my, my new baby i'm birthing her you know i don't birth her so now it's time to feed her and you know i just want the people to just you know you know just just gravitate toward it and support basically I and that's see. the essential line right yes essential Yes, I, do I need to send you some? I can send you some. I mean, you know, because I might need to. It's a beard. It's a beard. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when you when you're done filming for the season, um, does your life go back to regular, or is life always regular just with a camera involved? 
listen, I try to keep my life as normal as possible, but after filming the show, it just didn't quite work out that way. Um, you know, I have so many people just come into the store wanting to take pictures and people recognizing you when you go places versus me usually being low-key. And I love being low-key. That, that's my thing, just going to somewhere with my head on, you know, you literally now, like I'm usually cap, sweatpants, now you have to dress up. So it's, it's <laughs> different. <laughs> it's different and I'm getting yeah. you like, you know, the, the letters, like, you know, people send it, like I was telling somebody, somebody sent me a voodoo letter. You know, it's just so many different things. <laughs> and, you know, people are, are weird. You know, people are so weird, but I just think, I just thank the people for being the ones who are supportive. Like, thank you guys so much. Even though, even the ones that aren't supportive, still thank you for watching it. Like, much appreciated. <laughs> appreciate <the> Okay. <laughs> uh, appreciate watching. those ratings. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ooh, wait till you see what I do next uh, week. <laughs> who who are you closest to on the show? I mean, I know I'm sure Antoinette, but are, who else? I mean, are you kind of do you kind of keep in contact with on a day to day basis or a regular basis? So Antoinette, of course, that's given. Tambra, she's really sweet. Um, a lot of people think that Tambra's real animated, but she's been like she that is. in years. She's been like that since I've known her, and I don't think people can fake those many years now. But from <laughs> from boys to everything, that's her. But um, I Antoinette and Tambra, everybody else, you know, not so much. Yeah, and you know how that goes. I know. <laughs> nah, but see, I knew Antoinette was like a ride or die. Again, episode one, you was like, "We leave," and she was like, "We leave." <laughs> I was like, "That's how you walk out of a brunch." Yes. <laughs> Came here for the mimosas and that's it. <laughs> y'all have a good brunch. We out. Right. And it was there was no question. There wasn't no wait, girl, we ain't eat yet. Nothing. She was like, we out. So yes, she took a little friend with her. I was like, that's loyalty right there. Yeah, she's solid. I love her. That's that's my little party buddy right there. Like she's super conservative, and I love that about her. But then she has this other side, this fun side, and. That's the side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you plan on starting new businesses with anyone from the cast? No. Due to the show? No. Okay. <laughs> Look, quick, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. No. <laughs> no. But they're all, they're all sweet girls. I just, you know. You've been, you've been doing it well on your own. I have. I want to keep it that way. When you get different people involved in you have to deal with extra stuff and I just don't have time. I'm already busy enough as it is and I don't want any extras. That's also what I wanted to ask you because while you may not be in business with any of the ladies, there is your husband to contend with. How is that process work of working together? I'll try to leave that alone. <laughs> I want to know. The husbands are off. No. No, um, listen, when he first, because you know, he's an older man and he's stuck in his way. So 
the way he does business and the way that I do business is completely different because he's used to working with his hands and, you know, he's a country boy, basically fixing mm. cars and all of that stuff. And I'm not like, I can work Instagram, you know, I call it MoneyGram. I can work Instagram and put up cute pictures and, you know, make money that way. And we, you know, we butted heads a lot on it because he didn't quite understand. He doesn't understand the social media world. Gotcha. and lucrative it is <laughs> you know people are so visible and you know i just had to sit him down and tell him hey this is my business either i can buy you back out give you your money back or you'll sit you sit here and you let me take over because i know what i'm doing like if i built this business you think i can't build this business <laughs> you know i thank you for your input but you know i got this i got it and he calmed, he calmed down a little. He calmed down. He still have his days where, you know, he's questioning certain things that I have going on, but I just have to reassure him. I have my check. I can write you out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start. His check is right there. Right. <laughs> I own it back there. That's really he's cool. awesome. He's my favorite guy on the show. <laughs> I show a lot of guys on the show, but yeah, he's He's my favorite as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> All right. So I think my last question um, is the hair industry for people that want to get involved in it is super overwhelming. Um, and they really, if you want to get into like the merchant aspect, you just really don't know where to start. Um, how hard was it for you to get footing in that industry to be able to grow to where you're at now? Um, honestly, it, when you first start off in any business, um, if it's not popular, people don't take you serious. So I had to demand my respect. You know, I had to develop and get a great product that's undeniable. And, you know, you can't say anything about quality, customer service. Like, you just have to, you know, make it your own. Like, you know, of course, consistency is key. I always tell people that just stay consistent with it, you know, have a great product, do something that sets you aside from, you know, and I know everybody says this, in order to succeed in business, do something to set you aside from the other businesses. But I mean, it's so true, <laughs> you know, it's so true. Like with the vending machine, you know, I feel like that was, you know, my little side, that's, that's my little side boo that set me apart from other hair companies because, you know, I won awards with that. Like I got so much recognition and, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, consistency and great products. And of course, something that sets you aside. Nice. Very nice. Well, I guess my last question is this. We talked about it earlier. You know, if you, you said if you come back for season two, everybody getting it, okay? What? <laughs> I'm super sweet. <laughs> I'm super sweet. What do you hope to show fans in season two that maybe we didn't get to see enough of in season one? Um, I definitely want to touch on my family life because I, I feel like it's so many families that are like mine. Like, it's nothing different from my family than another family. But, you know, just showing them, hey, this is you actually on TV. And if this family can, you know, if this family can do this, then so can you. Um, I want to show more of my business side, um, more of me and Zaddy. You know, like, he, he's such a... 
a genuine person. And I don't think that the people got to witness. <laughs> so they hope they're listening, talking about some what? <laughs> <laughs> He's super genuine and super sweet. And I want them to witness that part of him. So, you know, just basically 2.0 of everything that you guys saw in season one. Okay. Nice. Okay. No, but um, one, congratulations for the first season. Um, I, again, I'm not a huge reality TV fan, and I walked in and was like, I, I was like, on start, like, let's do this. And then like, 10 minutes, and I was like, here we go. This is why. And then like, I I got sucked back in and was like, okay. And then just seeing like the, the growth throughout the season. Um, yeah. It's, it's great. So, you know, you know what's, you know what's always amazing about Carlos King's shows is that they always, he always manages to show, you know, black women, black families, you know, doing business mm -hmm. and creating generational wealth. And yeah. Go ahead. that's what I love. So there's the drama aspect of it with his shows, but there's also, I can see myself and I can see what I can possibly be or do in my own community. So that's yeah. what I really love about Bell Collective. Mm -hmm. And Carlos King, he's good at that. Like he made sure, <laughs> listen, you're gonna highlight your business. They're gonna see mm -hmm. it's part of you. And you know, kudos to Carlos King because he's brilliant. He's amazing at what he does. And you know, he found, you know, successful black women and put us on a platform where any other network may have been like, oh, this Mississippi, like, you know, yeah. no, try again. But you mm -hmm. know, he took a leap yeah. of faith and it worked out because the ratings are great, the show is great, and business is great. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that bottom line. <laughs> yeah, the bottom line. Keep, keep it coming. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs>